0: Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX
1: KWBY on this marvelous Monday morning. Angela Kennedy Robertson joins us as usual. Good morning, Angela.
2: Good morning. And boy, do we have a topic this morning. Are CDs making a comeback? Are CDs making a comeback? <laughs> you know, we got stocks that are like the Texas giant. And for those of you non Texas listeners, that's a very large roller coaster at six flags. So now you know exactly what I'm saying. If you think about it, the Dow S and P all of that was down over 2% again on Friday futures were up this morning. Of course we're without internet first thing this morning and cell phone. Cause so I can't tell you how the market opened, but it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. nuts. I like uh, the weather. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. Yes. That's right. All over the nation. So it doesn't matter where you're at on that. Um, gold prices are just as big a ride of stocks. I mean, if you look back over the last two years and you see the volatility that's been in gold prices and people, you know, seek that when they get worried about the market, you know, that's been crazy. So it's really no wonder that heads are starting to turn on CDs. And in addition to that, we have a Fed that's raising interest rates finally. And if you think about it, a six-month CD today, you can find one paying over 1%. How long has it been since we've seen that? And, you know, that's a big thing to think about is, you know, if you go back to 2013, which wasn't too long ago, five years ago, that same six-month CD was paying 0.24%. Wow. See, and
1: I remember the day when CDs were paying 10%.
2: That's right. That's exactly right.
1: Get a CD and get a free VCR player was the thing at a bank uh, when i was growing up being on a farm i'm trying to get this out i had a little money i put it in there i got me my very first that's awesome
2: awesome. yeah so you know we've again we've seen that that cd get back over one percent you've got a five-year cd last week we saw that was spotted for 2.75 percent. so you know does this mean that they're officially a good place for your money right now and I think that's a good question people want to consider. You know, you will always have to think about, am I acting on emotion? Am I acting on logic? And so what I want to do is I want to take the show to logic. And I want to talk a little bit about the history of CDs. I want to talk about the good of CDs. I want to talk about the bad of CDs. And I want to talk about the dog ugly of cds and we're going to also talk about some alternatives because i think it's important that people understand that there are alternatives out there when you think that's the only place that you know is considered safe money and what safe money actually really is so um we've got a great show planned out for today i want to start by telling you a story and the reason i brought this to light is obviously yes i'm i'm seeing cd rates and fixed annuity rates cross my desk every single day. And that is a point in mine. But a few weeks ago, we had a, an introduction from a client that uh, it was this couple that they had been trying to get them to come see us for a decade. And um, they hadn't come see us. Well, they're now in their mid-80s. And they, yes, they finally came in the door. And you know, there's that old saying that you don't go get help until the pain is bad enough. Right. Well, the pain was bad enough. They've been sitting in CDs their entire retirement, and they're finally in their mid-80s. They've outlived life expectancy of when they retired, and they're running out of money. And they're asking, what can we do now? You know, and I think that's a story that we all need to have resonate with us, because there is such a thing as playing too safe. Because, you know, like Dad says, he always talks about it all the time, you can go broke safely. Well, this is that couple that here they thought they were playing it by the rules. You know, they had just enough CD money um, trying to make it to the end of life expectancy. And then what? And worst part of all this is that they're both living. They're both in good health. If one of them passes away, the other one loses. Guess what?
1: Pension money. Pension money and
2: Social Security money. So where's that extra money going to come from? Right. Do you think health care is going to cost less or more in these last years? of their retirement. Or nursing
1: home. Or nursing home, or needing
2: home health care. And a lot of times people think, well, you know, you gotta (laughs) lose your mind for that to happen. No, you don't. What about a broken hip? Do you think a couple in their mid-80s is able to, the wife is able to put the husband in the bathtub, put the husband on the bed, Get them taken care of. Do you think that's possible? No. You know, No, it's not. So, you know, and are you going to employ your kids to be able to do that? So I think it's important for people to remember that, you know, safety doesn't always mean safety. There's risk in everything that you do. And that's the importance of bringing out this topic today and, and really talking about this, because I do think CDs are going to continue to have a comeback because we are in an economic expansion. And any time we're in an economic expansion, what does the Fed do to try to combat inflation? They raise interest, interest rates. rates. It's Economics 101, right. right? Okay, well, let me put a little perspective with you. Let's say that, you know, you buy the CD that's a, that's a five-year five year CD paying 2.75%, and the Fed hikes rates three times over the next two years to combat inflation. Which is sort of what they're predicting. Right, and then... At the end of the day, inflation is actually higher than that 2.75% So you're going backwards. So you're actually going backwards. So we're going to walk through some of this today, and I think it's really good for people to take an insightful view. Again, logical, not emotional on CDs. And then what are your other options? What can you actually look at that might be um, an alternative to this to be able to combat inflation at the same time? Great show planned out. You don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101.
1: Segment two already of Life Planning 101, are CDs making a comeback, Angela?
2: That's right. So let's go back to the history of CDs a little bit because this is very interesting. So um, CDs were actually introduced in the early 60s. A lot of people don't know that.
1: CD stands for Certificate of Deposit.
2: That's a c- Certificate of Deposit, and they are guaranteed by the federal government. You know, they've got FDIC insurance on them, that right? So makes people so feel better. It makes people feel better. There's a safety element, right, because it's guaranteed that your principal will be returned um, by the government, which is important that you note that, the principal, not the interest, right? Um, But they were introduced in the early 60s during a time of economic expansion. And if you think about the way a bank works, the bank needs deposits to be able to lend out money. Well, during an economic expansion, there's quite a bit of lending going on, right? right? So CDs were created, so that the banks could get deposits in the door. And that's why that happened. Now, anytime a bank does something, do you think that they're going to do something to be able to profit? Of course. Of course they are. They're right? not a non-profit organization. <laughs> they're not a non-profit organization. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you're investing in CDs, you are really basically loaning the bank money at a very, very low, low interest rate. Again, seems like a safe investment because of that, but I wanna kinda talk through the rates, and I'm gonna go off of the six month CD rate because that's really what we're talking about on the show today. So by the mid '60s, the six-month CD was actually averaging between four and five percent. Okay, and these numbers were all from the Federal Reserve up to 2000, and then after that, uh, Bankrate does this great thing with a national survey on CDs. So from 2001 to 2017, that's where the numbers are. There's my disclosures on all this. <laughs> and when we talk inflation, we're talking CPI, uh, which is the Bureau of Labor Statistics of the U.S. So. It were between four and five percent in the mid 60s and they kept rising right we all remember that period or if you're old enough you remember if you're young enough maybe hopefully you've studied economics enough to know that this period of time happened um and by 1979 11.42 percent was the average interest rate a six-month cd was paying And that
1: coincided with the jimmy carter era that's
2: right by 1981 it hit its high the very highest CD on the market was 15.79%. Wow. Yeah. Now, from 1981 to 1993, get this, that's how many years? 12 years. Right. It shrank back to 3.12%. 15 to
1: 3. 12% drop. Yes. Or 12 okay.
2: 12-point drop. In 99, for the next six years, they only recover back up to 447 by '09, we were back down to 1.16, and then our low, which we just talked about before the break in 2013, was 0.24%. It's good if you need to borrow money. <laughs> <laughs> it's good if you need to borrow money. That's right. You know, Terry, you're a pretty smart guy. Um, so you know, if you think about this. What I want you to really think about is the inflation element, first and foremost with this. Okay, so during a period of economic expansion, just like we talked about before the break, is inflation usually going to be higher or lower after you purchase a CD? If you're in a period of economic expansion. Higher. It's going to be higher, right? Right. So no matter what you do, you're always going to be rolling behind the eight ball. You see that? Sure. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. They feel that safety. They feel something's going on. Well, in the investor world, we have what we like to look at as an after-tax, real rate of return. That's how we look at returns on everything we do. We want to see everything net of fees, net of inflation, net of taxes, because if you don't look at it net of fees, net of inflation, net of taxes— you cannot compare apples to apples on anything. No. You cannot look at a risk adjusted return because it doesn't make sense whatsoever, apples to apples. Apples to apples, right? Apples, yeah. So let's talk about what that really means. Well, after tax is pretty simple on a cd do you pay tax on the interest rate that you receive yes yes you do and you pay ordinary income tax rates on that interest rate that you receive on that cd so we're in a very favorable environment for that today most likely so you know i'm going to give you the best case scenario and say you make the 12 percent tax bracket that year this year that's pretty low right? right highest is 37 you make the 12% tax bracket. So that's pretty good and actually it's not 37 because they left Obamacare in place so it's about 40.3 but 12% skip. we're gonna work with that. All right, so after tax, you've got to always calculate what you're going to look like after tax. So let's say that on that 1% that you make, let's put this in real dollars. let's say you go out and buy a $1,000 CD and on 1% of interest, that would be what? on 1% of interest and then you're going to owe 12% taxes on that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. The second piece of this is the real rate of return. Obviously the fees are already cooked into CDs. So you're getting that net return when you see that interest rate. That's the difference between the APY and the whatever why and the yada why and the all these why's right that you get on that long disclosure statement that you sign but you're going to get what you're going to get paid they're going to give you that net of fees okay but so let's just talk about the inflation component and let's do this for today let's assume that you have a six month cd today you're in that lowest tax bracket and you have a one percent return okay so here's your equation. You're going to have your return minus your inflation for six months minus your taxes is going to give you your after-tax real rate or return. So let's go back to that $1,000 CD. You've got $1,000 minus, get this, inflation today for six months, 1.075. So is that higher or lower than 1%? It's
1: higher. It's higher.
2: 1%. So you're already in the hole.
1: Before you pay taxes.
2: Before you even pay taxes. And then you pay taxes on top of that, 12%. You're in the hole $195 after six months. Do that twice in one year? Yep, that's right. You're in the hole $390. Okay? On $100,000 CDs, because most people that are retired have bigger chunks, that means you're in the hole $3,900. Yeah. You've lost money. You've lost purchasing power, right? Cash and purchasing power because you paid taxes and you're not able to go buy the same thing at the grocery store the next year because in reality, you don't have the extra cash to be able to do it, right? You gotta put something back on the shelf. What's that gonna be? You know, we always talk about that. So, you know, it's important to remember during these economic expansion periods, unless you're really at the peak, you're always going to be behind that eight ball on inflation. And you can go back in history, go back, it's easy to pull up um, six-month CD rates for, you know, since inception, since the 1960s. And you can look at it and pull up inflation next to it. And the longer you get in the tooth from six months to a year to two years to three years to five years, the bigger risk you take in that, if you think about it. Because if you're locked into a CD, let's take that um, CD that's making that 2.75% today. Yeah, that sounds like that's outpacing our 2.5 percent of inflation it is by a quarter of a point right Right. maybe not after taxes it's not and who knows what next year will bring yeah but that's the point yes do are we going to have more inflation next year there's a good chance that we might we're on the uptick with our inflation numbers and, you know, you add to all this, I always question the inflation mark as it is today. Because in reality, again, this all came from the labor statistics. This is what the government is telling us our inflation rate and is.
1: Sometimes that's not 100% accurate.
2: No. If you remember, oh gosh, when was it, 2010, 2011, they started using what they call chain CPI. Well, the whole point behind chain CPI was to take produce... And gas prices out of the inflation number.
1: And why would you do that?
2: Why would you do that? I even think health care might have been pulled out of that inflation number. Well, the only reason that they, they did that is guess what Social Security payments are tied to? Chained CPI. So if right. they can inflow, lower that, that number down, it's less that the government has to pay out, less the government has to go in debt. Right. So is this even a real number? And is it twice that amount? If it's twice that amount, now that $100,000 rather than losing $3,900 probably lost more like $6,000. Wow. That's pretty painful.
1: Hey, before we take our next break, did you go back and look at when CDs were paying the higher interest rates and what inflation was back then and calculate the tax and everything to see how that, did it really work out? better for the customer for the customer or? that's
2: a that's a great question so we have actually we've actually got an article that we did on this back in 2008 2009 and we did that we went back in history and we we pulled that but i pulled some numbers so you know let's go back to that 1993 number when the C D shrank to 3.12 percent well the inflation that year was a flat three so yeah you were up 12 bips Twelve, you know, twelve percent of one percent. Right. But after taxes, were you still up? No. You still weren't up. Okay. Let's back up. Let's go to that, you know, mid '60s era where CDs were playing four to five percent. Well, here's how the end of the '60s ended. Okay. Ended at three point one percent inflation, which would have been fine, but then four point two percent. There's where I'm talking about that expansion number after the fact. Right. And five point five percent was right after that. So now you're losing money just on inflation alone. 1979, we talked about that year. CDs were playing 11.42%. The inflation rate was 11.3%. Okay, so is it ever... It's always the same. It's the same story, no matter what, because the two have what you call a correlation. No matter what, they're hand in hand. Inflation's
1: going to drive the interest rate on CDs. That's exactly right. So your ROI from the 60s to today isn't that big of a spread. No.
2: no you're going to have you're going to have some years that may be positive, but most years are, gonna are going to be negative. And the higher your tax bracket is, the more likelihood that CDs would never make a positive return for you.
1: We got to take a break. We'll be back with the final segment right after this on KTX KWBY. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angel, we've got a lot to wrap up here we with do. CDs.
2: CDs, are they making a comeback? And I want to share a short story with you I read this morning. It's really funny. But there once was a criminal who had committed a crime. Because that's what criminals do, obviously. And anyway, he was sent to the king for the punishment. The king had told him that he has a choice of two punishments. He could be hung by a rope or take what's behind this big, dark, scary iron door. The criminal decided quickly on the rope. As the noose was being slipped on him, he turned to the king and asked, by the way, out of curiosity, what's behind that door? And the king laughed and said, you know, it's funny. I offer everyone the same choice and nearly everyone picks the rope. So the criminal said, tell me, by the way, I'm not going to be able to tell anybody pointing to the noose on his neck. And so the king paused and then he answered, freedom. But it seems most people are so afraid of the unknown that they immediately take the rope. I've got an acronym for fear for you. False evidence appearing real, right? Fear, false evidence appearing real. Why do people jump out of stocks that are going crazy and buy CDs? False evidence appearing real. They associate them with safety, right? But is there really such a thing as safe investments? And the truth is, is that everything has risk. We just showed that with the evidence of CDs and a negative return. Cash is no different. I remember hearing a story not too long ago about $500,000 of cash that was in a safe in someone's house and the house burnt down and the cash is gone, even in a safe. Pretty sad, right? So there's always a risk. Sitting in cash, you have that negative return on your money just as well as you do in CDs. And so you know, what can you do? You can be prudent. And I think that's what a lot of people forget about is that they want to either be extremely safe or extremely aggressive and there's no in-between. Well, it all becomes planning. And that's... That's honestly, what we do and why we get paid. We talk about managing people's emotions just as much as we manage your money. But the way that we manage emotions is simply by developing a plan that works for somebody. You know, and we talked about this just a little bit earlier. If you have a retiree or a couple that's 65 years old, and they know what they're going to need to live on the rest of their years in retirement, and then yeah, there's these one-off assumptions. What we do is we set up those next three to five years in safe buckets that aren't at the mercy of this crazy trump tweet stock market right (laughs) but you know they're safe so that at the end of the night when they go to bed can they sleep at night can they relax easy but the rest of their money is guess what growing keeping up with inflation allowing them not to have to be like that couple in their 80s finally coming to us and saying we're in enough pain We don't know how we're going to keep doing what we've always done. And
1: um, I'm sure they said we never dreamt we would live this
2: long. Exactly. And we never dreamt that our daughter would have these problems. We never dreamt that all this. I mean, people would never dream of what's going to happen in their future. And, you know, Dad was on the show last week, did a great job talking on wisdom. And I think a lot of times that's why we get paid to do what we do is to provide the wisdom because it's the first time you're going to go through that retirement. It's the first time that you're going to get a chance to do this right. And it's your only time to get it right. And it's not our first time. It's not our first rodeo. Not even close to our first rodeo because we've done it with so many people.
1: But yet y'all continue to learn. Every day.
2: That is right. And you know, if anybody tells you they didn't learn something out of 2008, 2009, or 2000, 2001, 2002, they're crazy. They have to look back at those years and figure out what's worked. Well, we've had an investment process that we've been using since 1999. It has made it through the decade of no returns and it works. Have we massaged it? Have we changed it? Have we changed the structure? Absolutely. But we've got incredible tools that we use. We use CDs. But we just use the interest to go buy options in the stock market so you could possibly keep up with inflation. We use fixed annuities, but they have their place in time, right? Right. Warren Buffett always says, what? Buy fear, sell greed. Well, what are people doing today? They're selling fear. Right. They're jumping out of this roller coaster and buying what they consider to be greed because interest rates, of 1% sounds so attractive, right? And I, I got a quote to leave you with. I think this is really good. Fear should be renamed interfere because it constantly is interfering with getting what you want out of life. Don't let fear interfere with your future, with your plans. Don't be the couple that comes in in a panic and doesn't know what to do because they've got in too deep.
1: Or you can't sleep at night because you're worried about your, your fear.
2: Exactly. Let us help you plan. Let someone help you plan. Find someone you can trust that's not emotional about your money to help you with it because it's the most important thing and most valuable thing you can do for not only you, but your spouse, the one you care about most. And when you're no longer here, what will they do without you? absolutely my name is angela robinson with kennedy financial services god bless everyone have a great week right now life planning 101 helping people live life on purpose
0: Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group LLC.